Hello, it is November 12th, 2021, and you are listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, 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 Friday night, we're a little tipsy. We're trying to get a podcast in this week to talk about the gridiron. Good to see you, Dr. Scott. How are you? Good to see you too, sir. I'm doing very well. <laughs> All right. Cheers. That's, that's good. Hey, let's start out with a little, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oh. I'm having a uh, 2017 uh, Chianti, a very nice uh, vintage. It's from uh, Trader Joe's, very well priced as well. It's I'm having a fantastic night. Had a little kung pao chicken while oh. watching uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, which was, if I might say, the best Marvel movie since Endgame. Really? I mean, that's not very yeah. long, but yes. I mean, Endgame game was literally two Marvel movies ago. What? <laughs> there have been like some terrible Marvel movies since then, and like I, I mean, not terrible ones, but then like okay. Mm-hmm. And this one, it was like I was like, damn, okay. I wish I saw this in theaters. I think the only like, one that's come out since then has been Spider Man. Uh, there's been actually no two Spider Mans and a Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, but like this was like it was really good. Every part of it, I was like, let's give it a little bit, see if we love one of them watch something else. And I was and we were like, damn, that's really good. Let's yeah. make some really good dinner with this. And we did. Yeah. And like it was, it was staying really on good. theme. Staying on theme with Kung Pao Chicken. It was it, it was a it was serendipitous. It was not on purpose. We were actually gonna make tacos tonight, and then we we're kind of like, you know, let's have some comeback chicken. Like it was because uh, so personally, so what I do, like it's not I, I was nothing fancy. So I got the frozen bag of uh, Kung Pao chicken from uh, Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. And you don't put the sauce in. You just you just uh, s- uh, stir fry the whole thing on the on a pan and you mm-hmm. crisp it really good. Just the chicken at first. Then you add everything else. And I added like some rice and a few, some other veggies and stuff. And you just really crisp the whole thing. Keep the sauce on the side. Because the sauce dries up if you try to crisp it too much. But you want to get the chicken real nice and crispy. Real crispy. Mm. And that's where the flavor comes in. Maybe yeah. add, You maybe add like a, like two sticks of butter and some soy sauce and like a little lemon. Maybe. No, you don't want the lemon with that one. But that like, so I like it for the other things. But, you know, it's it comes in real good. It's just, you know, real crispy. But you keep it flavorful. Don't, so don't you- let it dry out. You're a big Trader Joe's guy. So, like, when you go to Trader Joe's, do you do produce as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all you do produce. every one-stop one, one yeah, stop yeah, shop. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I get probably 80% of my groceries at Trader Joe's, then I'll get another 20%. Of, there's certain things after get at HEB. Right. You know, toiletries, chemicals, uh, maybe a couple other certain brand things that we like. You know, you have to get, uh, you know, certain mayonnaise, certain sort of, uh, um, what's it called? Sour cream and um, cream cheese, you know, certain things like that. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, certain, certain I mean, you don't things, have to get milk age, but you can get milk at Trader Joe's. But yeah, I, I get, yeah, I yeah. No, but I'm just saying, you know, you got to get Philadelphia cream cheese. You got, I got to get landscape uh, butter. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, what's it called? Um, Land of Lakes. Yeah, Land of Lakes butter. Right. You know, yeah, just certain things. You know, so yeah. there's 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 a division still, but most of my produce, yeah, I'll get from there. But like for instance, like Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, like I'm going to go to HEB in Market Street, and they have very, very nice mushrooms. They can oh get, yeah, you can get chanterelles there. You can get morel mushrooms. You can get um, served from very nice, um, uh, um, very, very nice mushrooms there. I'm yeah. just saying, like uh, that, that's a that's a place that you can find different variety. Oh, well, I go to, out of my way to go to HEB every time the Market Street one. Um, we have HEBs there closer to us, but we go all the way out there sometimes like it's super inconvenient but and and you can't find a fucking parking space at that place because it's always packed but it's so much better than every other heb uh the selection so much better the uh fishmonger who i just learned that's what it is the fishmonger um so you've got like a butcher and you've got like the cheese people the deli people yeah the person that does the fish is the fishmonger so yeah the fishmonger there is the guy he like smokes cigarettes outside all day i see him all the time because uh, i get my hair cut over there oh by the way everybody that's listening to this none of this none of this podcast about football we're just going to talk about hub and trader joe's and whatever um, holy shit is there fantasy football going on I know yeah, yeah, yeah no 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 but uh but uh but yeah no i i uh i always think of trader joe's as a seasonal place like where I go to like feel warm and fuzzy inside and get like in the fall, like these pumpkin flavored, whatever. And in the spring, get Easter stuff in the flowers and everything. It's my seasonal place. I don't ever go there. Spend, uh, you know, yeah, I always spend under a hundred bucks at Trader Joe's because I don't get a ton of shit. It's not where I do my grocery shopping. It's where I get like, little things like wine or you know a few frozen things or something just out of the ordinary um they have some weird honey butter there or uh some kind of like almond butter or something like that it's like really if if you can find it check the cheese section for formaggia pop it yeah it is one of the best cheeses i've ever had it is uh it's a kind of a french style brie Hmm. um it's fantastic really Yes, it, it goes quick, goes quickly, and I think it just came out this week. So, you're listening to this podcast. Rush to your Trader Joe's right now! <laughs> right now, it's ten oh eight. Romaja Pave. I'm telling you, I am doing you a favor. Turn if off. You missed out. Turn off the podcast. Here, yeah, just run. <laughs> run. So, uh, all yeah. right, all right. I guess we should talk about some football. Um, it, you know, it's, gosh, it is a rough week, Scott. It's a, it's a rough couple weeks and not just for, for my own fantasy teams, but, 
for a lot of people, just because I feel like I, I can't remember in any fantasy football week in the history of fantasy football, we've been doing this for almost 20 years now. The amount of injuries that have not been solved by Friday in the NFL. Like the amount of like people who are on the edge of their seat waiting for some kind of news on a Friday or Saturday in the middle of the NFL season um, for injury updates or COVID updates or whatever. This is like the most. And so it's unfortunate to somebody who needs so much like me that I've had to wait like five or six days for things to be finalized and things to work out. Um, There's a lot of quarterbacks. We run a a super flex league, two quarterbacks, right? So there's a lot of quarterbacks in our league that are like one week quarterbacks who are kind of like useless. Do you think those quarterbacks are worth anything? We're talking about Mike White. We're talking about uh, PJ Walker. Hey, Walker. Um, I know there's another one out there, but JD uh, Garoppolo, really? Yeah, but and even I mean, if Taysom Hill wasn't already owned, he'd be one of. But them, even basically. Trevor Simeon. I mean, Trevor Simeon yeah. comes out and bombs. I mean, yeah. we're talking about like four, and they're not bad teams. Like Saints, 49ers, and eh, Jets are kind of bad. Well, but the Panthers are supposed to be good. They started out three and zero. Like, well, I, I'm glad personally. I'm glad that they're at least considerable because in the National Football League, they're starters right now. And if and in there were in any other league as running backs, they would be starters as well. So, like, I'm glad that in our league they're at least considerable. And the only reason we're hesitating right now is because of our move count. If we had maybe another five or ten moves, they'd have already been picked up. Right. No, and and I understand that, and and it's getting late in the season. We have to, you know, uh, budget our moves and whatnot. But the thing is, it's not a, it's not only even about that. So, like we've seen, and it's not just our league. Any league that runs two quarterbacks or whatever, or multiple, you know positions where the waiver wire gets tight when somebody gets injured people rush pour through the doors for their backups what whatever position like, it is Ernest, like dearness johnson dearness johnson uh mark ingram right now you know like all kinds of people and a lot of people there are some people that consider themselves merchants maybe death merchants like fupa in our league sky food slayer picks up backups when people get injured, uh, tries to sell them to the owners of the previous injured player for a premium. Um, For now, do you think there's any worth in any of the quarterbacks? Let's just go Simeon, White, uh, uh, Walker. They're all the same based on desperation situation situation per team whether they think they need to win right now and if that's really going to put them over the hump or not or they're already in a good enough position or if there's enough football left to play for them to be fine this week 
It, right. It's not about the quarterbacks. It, it, it's, it's not about the quarterback. It's about the team. It's about the team. Okay. And 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 I can understand that. Um, so there's. I mean, we're talking to the gridiron, right? We're talking to the gridiron. We, we are. We are. And and now because a lot of them, none of them are are filling the position for more than a couple of weeks, probably. You know, nobody's right. permanent, so no nobody's like been out like per, uh, for nobody's going out for the season. So that that's that's the difference. That's why I'm sliding more towards the fantasy relevant team aspect than the uh, player uh, heavy side of it. So let me ask you this. Do you fault me in any way for not trying to negotiate with these terrorists? No. I don't. Would you? I don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. I don't negotiate with terrorists. I'm not going to lie. I have been a bit of a a terrorist. Oh, yes. I totally uh, suicide by negotiations uh-huh. um, as far as neg- fantasy football uh, goes. Um, but no, I fully refuse to negotiate with myself on the other side. No, that's <laughs> yeah, I tell myself to go fuck myself. Right. So uh, that's that's how I stand on the position uh, now and forever. But, right. you know. Uh, if I was on the other side of the negotiation, I would, if now I was talking to you, I'd say that, uh, you know, this is your only chance and I'm get, I'm offering you an olive branch and, uh, you know, it's better to eat my shit than somebody else's. So, you know, sometimes you gotta break a few dicks to make an omelet. Right. Like literally these, these things have an, these quarterbacks have an expiration date. And so their value depends on the expiration date. All right. Can we agree? PJ Walker, Cam Newton bring bo- being brought in. How long do you think PJ Walker has? A week. A week. Okay. Oh. Mike White. Okay. You got Zach Wilson, who's number three over- overall pick. He played like shit. Yeah. Mike White comes in, plays pretty well. How about Mike White? It's Mike White's job to lose. And, but the really? problem is. You think so? You think. It, yeah. But the, no, but the problem is. Right now, it's Mike White's job to lose because Zach Wilson so has time to recover, and they're going to be like, oh, don't come back too quick if Mike White plays well. But if Mike White plays well, either way, it's what? One week and he got fucking hurt? What's he made of fucking porcelain? Jesus. Like, you're in the Jets, so it's not like you're going to have a ton of protection. It's not like it's you're never going to get hit. You're going to get fucking hit a lot. So unless you're a fucking punching bag you're not going to last long. Right. So who's behind him? Because that's whoever's going to be there and whoever's behind him and behind him. So I'm just saying like, doesn't matter. I'm just saying Zach, like, like it's like, look at the, look at the history. Zach Wilson's banged the fuck up. Mike White played weak. Oh, it's good. Oh, then he got banged the fuck up. And this other guy, then now so he'll come back. Maybe he'll get the, like, it's, a, it's, it's the fucking Jets. Don't get your goddamn hopes up, but you know, do you think Mike White is even if he does keep the job, he's definitely gonna get hurt and Zach Wilson will be back in? Is that what right. Okay. I'm just saying they're not they're not big enough to sustain the hits. You gotta be a big fucking guy. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick was able to hit take all the hits and just like keep slinging it and just keep mm-hmm. bombing it. Like you gotta be able to take the hits. 
And like so far, I haven't seen that. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be mean. I I literally was coming into this podcast and be like, okay, I'm not gonna be negative. But oh, like, this isn't the last I'm time you're gonna be, be negative. This isn't the last time you're gonna be negative. This is me podcast. trying to be positive. This is me positive. I'm like, right. look at me, I'm smiling guy right now. You're drinking and that I'm not uh three year old I'm I'm looking at risk management and I'm like, okay, okay, you made it through one and a half games. All right, that's not good. Zach Wilson made it through three and a half games. Okay, that's not fucking good. Okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, I mean, show me better than that, and I'll start believing in you. If you don't, then I'm going to go ahead and uh, bet against you. Right. The the quarterbacks that don't get hurt in the NFL are the ones who get rid of the ball fast for good or bad. Um you know, when you draft a quarterback who runs, you know, Lamar Jackson's never gotten hurt, but eventually, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson's going to get hurt because he, he does take hits. I, I feel like... Oh, no, 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 don't say that. It's not about that. But, I mean, if you look at the, the style of way he plays, okay, yes, he throws the ball sometimes, but why don't they play, they pay running backs like they pay quarterbacks? Uh, because, because they get hit more. Well, no, the, because I, I feel like the regression of speed um, from a 21-year-old to a 30-year-old. ball carrier, when you turn yourself into a runner, that changes the, uh, the logistics of play. So that changes your lifetime as an NFL player. So that's why they don't value them as much and they don't give them as long of a court as a uh, uh, of a contract or paying it as much. I mean, and I'm I, looking at the same way. I feel like, like Polisic. No, I'm sorry. I just read that on the screen. I shouldn't have said Polisic. I, I feel like, um, like the Olympics. Okay. That the Olympics is a good comparison to running backs. Like your prime is right there in the early twenties. Cause that's when you're the best athlete you could be. Um, when you get into the thirties, it's Not necessarily. Like- it's it, it, it's all about injury injury risk. But you know we're getting completely off point. I think we should get into these motherfucking matchups. Okay, fine. Unless you there's wanna- anything else you want, any other news you want to get into real quick. I mean, I, we were talking about quarterbacks. I wanted to know your 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 thoughts on some of these quarterbacks. I want to know like Trevor Simeon. Like, do you think Trevor Simeon is? somebody that's going to be a quarterback for the rest of the year. I mean, the Saints job, like, what do you think of these quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Honestly, it'll be, it'll be 70-30 Simeon Taysom. And uh, Taysom will have more, I mean, Taysom's 12% will be in the, uh, in the red zone, but it'll be mostly Simeon just because he offers a larger uh, portion of the, of the play package. So it's and it's really it's just it's kind of a arm limitation for Taysom, but Taysom still offered like still a Swiss Army knife of all all their you know jack of trade bullshit. So mm-hmm. okay, uh, golf. Golf's golf's I said it all year long. He's going down. He's biting knees. He's uh, day of the living dead. Uh, one, two, and three. Army of the Living Dead. Uh, you know all, all of it, man. He he is he's coming back no matter what. Like they're 
Like, I'm scared for the Steelers this week. Like, fucking Lions are no joke. They have are not you kidding? Lost. Oh, shut their, up. Their margin of loss is like five points this year. Like, they have not gone down uh, easy. They don't go silently into the night. They go down fucking fighting. Look out for this team. I'm telling you, they're 0-8, but they're motherfuckers. I tell you that. And I say okay. that in the best way possible. All right. Fair enough. All right. We'll get off that the subject i just wanted to hear your thoughts i mean it's a big deal for no, me it, right now i lost two quarterbacks um no golf golf is a good he's like i said he has no fear of losing his job and all they do is like try to win and when you got a when you have a coach that believes in that it's like that's what i'm talking about it's like the difference like I, like when i'm picking a kicker i want a kicker i want a kicker that plays for like denver because their coach is always going to play the smart Madden IQ choice of like kick the field goal. Whereas like the coach for the Lions would be like, go for it, fuck it, four and sixteen, fuck go for it. You know, you want your quarterback, you want your second quarterback, your garbage quarterback to be on that team, but you want your kicker to be on safety. That that that's those kind of like little things where you're just like, oh, all right, Goff is yeah. garbage, but the garbage that's gold. Uh yeah, I mean, I guess, but uh, I mean, with kickers, I it's a little bit different. I I feel like kickers are a little bit different. I feel like I'm I've been I'm just, I'm had just good saying, luck with kickers, but there's a lot of fantastic kickers out there, but they have no control over their circumstances. It, it's you have to have a coach that is playing the the long game, the smart game, and so those kind of things, but. Um, Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Fine, fine. Um, I just want to throw it out there that uh, Brian Johnson, the kicker for uh, the New Orleans Saints, is the last kicker, or one of the last kickers. I'm sorry, and Detroit, uh, Detroit's Ryan Santoso, are the last two kickers. Oh, Ryan Santoso is not starting anymore. Um, so yeah, Brian Johnson, the kicker that replaced Lutz for New Orleans, is the last kicker that has not missed a kick. So that's like my thing is I love kickers who don't miss. Young Ho missed a kick last week. Justin Tucker missed a kick this week. Um, Brian Johnson is the last kicker who hasn't missed a kick. So uh, by default, Brian Johnson is top of my kicker rankings for 2022. But let's jump in to these matchups. We'll start with Dad versus Professor. Tell me what you like and you don't like. Man, I, I just I really want to root for Dad here. Oh, at, oh the spread's sixty nine um, points, by the way. Dad plus yeah. sixty nine. Uh, yeah, and that's that's generous. It's a great that's a great uh, spread. Um, he might have needed another 20 there, 25, though. Um, it's just Zach Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo at the beginning of the season sound like great quarterbacks to start right now. Um, and he's actually done great with his trades, which we've always uh, given him shit for, but he's actually done very well. And it's just it might be a bit short just because of their matchups this week. Zach Wilson versus Buffalo and Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Rams. That's not what you want to see. 
really is not, especially Zach Wilson, who's still doubtful and might play against Buffalo. And even if he is, he's still coming very shortly off of injury. And when you're looking at the professor who has Kirk Cousins at the Chargers and Tom Brady at Washington, which aren't the best matchups. I mean, Matt Tom Brady at Washington is, but they're both going to put up great points as they have for professor all season long. So big sway to professor right there. Uh, since we're doing so late, obviously, both of uh, Dad's wide receivers, two of his wide receivers have already played, and Jalen Waddle and Rashad Bateman, um, uh, both un- underscoring, or one of them underscoring, and but the other one not doing much better in eight and a half and 11. So that's not going to help you since there's no sort of like potential upside that I'd be wanting for, and you're hoping on Landry at New England to, just, to explode, which – I'm sorry, but at New England is not a place to explode. It just usually does not happen. Meanwhile, the professor has Justin Jefferson, Cole Beasley, and Justin Jacoby Myers, which are all have very, very favorable matchups and will probably all do very well. Professor's been streaking all year. And Jones, Dalvin Cook for his running backs will, I'm sure, do exactly what he needs to do, no matter who's being abused. Um, Pat Firemuth for tight end. He was not the person I was intending to pick that up. I was hoping for somebody more need instead of somebody in the top three. Pick up move. But uh, that's, you know, that's one of those things, you know, the early bird gets worm. So, Dad, Neam Hines, Leonard Fournette, uh, they're going to do, they're going to be serviceable and they'll keep you out of the maid costume, but they're not going to get you the win this week. So, I apologize. Professor is going to keep streaking. Yeah, so the big thing with uh, Dad is that he's trying to put a – I mean, he's scrambling. He's willing to go out there and get another quarterback. He's trying to make a trade with another quarterback. If you want to hear some gossip, he's working on a deal for Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, the Teddy Bridgewater? We – he was he's, spotted out of our draft. That's exciting. I feel that's like he's true. a very hot commodity. Teddy, two gloves. Um, yeah. So what? In most in most leagues, he's probably like like on the free agent wire. <laughs> right, right. He's he's a, he's an afterthought. So what Dad is trying to do right now is move Daniel Jones, who's on by, um, to Ooh, try I'd to. Give, I'd give him some for Daniel Jones. So I thought about that too. But the problem is Daniel Jones' playoff schedule is like super rough. So it's, I mean, it's so it ends in Chicago on January second. So if you've ever, if you Justin Justin Fields is a real fucking deal right now, man. That guy. Okay, is, I'll but, get to him later. I'll get to him later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Daniel Jones I'm just saying playing in Chicago on January second. Do you know how fucking windy and cold that's going to be? It's going to be awful. I mean, just. Man. From experience, like yeah, I've played fantasy for a long time. Look at this playoff schedule. Oh, Don't you. play quarterbacks in the playoffs who play on out outside in the winter, and it goes one week later this year uh, in the winter in outside stadiums in cold weather. And Daniel Jones' last game, if you if you were to make the championship, would be in Chicago, January second. Uh, it, it's, it, I mean, and literally, 
I've had trade talks with him. That's the only reason I don't want to trade for Daniel Jones. Because I feel like Daniel Jones is a fine QB2. Um, on the ground and in the air, I think he's fine. But but yeah, so um, that's what uh, you may see that. You may see him put together some kind of semblance of attempt to try to make up for 60 or 50 something projection points. Uh, I don't see any way that dad wins this game, regardless of whatever move he makes, which is crazy. Cause like we're in week 10 and to have a full lineup, well, I guess he doesn't have Joe Burrow, but to have a pretty full lineup and not um, be able to compete it is kind of tough. So I, I'm not going to take dad because I don't think he gets a deal done. I honestly don't think he is savvy enough to move Daniel Jones. Well, he's already made he's made more moves than I've expected already, and like it's helped. But I don't, I just don't think it's gonna be enough, just because he's going up against one of the best teams in the league, and it's not his fault. Like if he was going up against a mediocre team, he would have made enough moves to have beat them. But this week, it's gonna be more about helping his point four to not be wearing a costume at the draft. Right. And I feel like when we when we put in that rule of like people wearing a maid costume, it kind of pushed people to be like, oh, fuck, I better do something like I don't know if the Garoppolo trade happens um, earlier this week if there is no punishment for being last place. So something I was against uh, for a long time, like I'll admit when I'm wrong, something I was against for a long time kind of makes things more interesting because people push to not be last, you know, like uh, keep me out of that last place spot. Uh, You know, I I think that Brad has made some decent moves since getting in this hole. Uh, But I I still honestly believe that there's no way he wins this week and ends up two and eight. I'm going to take professor and the points to go ahead and clean this up. So I, I'm sure you agree, correct? I agree. All right, Camacho versus Notorious. Now, let me give you the spread here before we get into this. But a lot of this hinges on uh, hinges on the fact that is Aaron Rodgers going to play? And he probably will. Okay, this is something I've been. All right. I mean, do you think Aaron Rodgers going to play? Yeah, he's going to play. Okay. Yeah, we're in agreement on that. I mean, there's, I mean, yeah. to have COVID over a week ago. Well, they, they're the NFL's rules are quite uh, lenient. Um, he literally doesn't even have to test uh, uh, negative. He, he, it's just ten days since he tests negative. That's it. Right. All right. T- since he tests positive, literally. 10 days from then, that's it. He, he's going to play. No, I mean, he has to be cleared by an independent doctor. Yeah, he's, he's immunized. He, he's going to fucking play. That's true. Uh, I forgot about that. He's, he is uh, immunized. Uh, but it's Camacho plus four and a half, just for... Yeah, I mean, four and a half. It might as well be 20 by now, since we already saw Lamar Jackson play very pedestrian on Thursday night. And as I will say to any person that's ever betting, Never bet on the road Thursday night team, ever, because it is a four. There's two teams that play every Thursday night. Be more specific. The team that's on the road on Thursday night. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I'm just saying, if you're on the road, that you're traveling on Wednesdays. So, so like you literally have, and you're resting from on from your game the week before on Monday. So you have one day to go in and be like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Who are we playing? All right. There we go. This time, okay. See, I disagree with you because I, I feel like there's a book on Lamar Jackson, and it's blitzing really fast people. Just take no, really I, fast I people and blitz them. Like any other week, the fucking Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson would have beaten Miami if it was on Sunday at noon or any other time. I don't think so. The Baltimore I, Ravens would have beaten would have beaten Miami. I feel I feel like Baltimore's in trouble, man. I really do because, like. It, it's not just like Patrick Mahomes having a bad game. Like people have kind of like figured out how to play against the chiefs this year after like three years of film and the chiefs aren't catching up quite yet. I think they will. And I think the chiefs will catch up, but like oh, they people just are, need more than like one person to make a play. I know, but people are catching up with Baltimore in that like, okay, let's pressure Lamar Jackson, not just make him throw, Let's make him throw and really fast, like make a decision really fast. Because not only are these receivers incapable of running really sharp routes, like they have nobody on their team that's running super sharp routes, like a super talented receiver. I mean, Marquise Brown has great stats, um, but he's not the receiver that's like, oh my God, like Devontae Adams type. uh, No, of course not. Like vomit to me or not. Right, or where like, it's like all you like put it all anywhere near back me. after they they're really scared of me going deep. Basically, that's it. That's just two rats. Right, and and um, they pressured and, Lamar, and he was throwing up ducks. He was throwing it to the outside. He was throwing it off yeah. target. Yeah, no, they, they came terrible. after him. They, they came, came after him, and then not only coming after him with linebackers, but coming after him with like safeties and corners and people who can like really get to him like really fast. Uh, that's that fucked him up, man. So. So yeah. Anyway, go on with your analysis. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're good. No, I love it. I love it. This is. I mean, this is deeper analysis. This is better. This is. Uh, this is what we're here to do. I mean, this is yeah. what we're. Uh, I mean, this has been what a third fucking season doing this. Is. Uh, I mean, uh, I. I mean, like I said, I mean, I think you could probably anybody that's listened to me is already knowing that I'm going to lean towards Camacho right now since Lamar Jackson were notorious as either Superman. Or his kryptonite. So uh, Tim Hill could do really well if he had a better matchup, but it's New Orleans defense who has done really well. And unless they're on the field all day because Trevor Simeon is that bad, but I don't expect him to be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I think their defense would do pretty well. So uh, DJ Moore, Ayuk, Corey Davis, Macho should show up pretty well. A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, and Emmanuel Sanders from Notorious is, is great wide receiver core, but it's just, I don't think it's going to be enough, um, especially when Cordell Patterson has been a beast for Camacho all year. Uh, J.D. McKissick is a decent filler behind him. George Kittle's come back as tight end, number one. Uh, Mark Andrews showed up a, a grid for Notorious, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, so I'm taking Camacho. I would mention more of the defense. I do love defense. I just I'm trying to save some time. I feel like we're uh, we're uh, kind of bolstering a lot of time in other uh, other parts. So I'm taking Camacho here. Yeah. So it would be fucking funny if Aaron Rodgers didn't play, right? I mean, I mean, obviously from my standpoint. 
but it would be hilarious because you insert Taysom Hill here and, you know, I, I think this becomes more of an even matchup. Uh, if, if Aaron Rodgers plays, I think that's the uh, crux here is that if Aaron Rodgers plays that Camacho wins. And so, um, you know, barring some kind of, he's not only going to play, he's going to destroy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Seattle's got, no, a... he, he's, he's going to come back with like carrying a fucking torch. Yeah. I, I know this guy. I mean, what's surprising to me though, is that, you know, I, I guess Camacho has a T Higgins by, but DJ Moore, Ayuk, and Corey Davis are pretty weak receivers, man. Like, I know DJ Moore is projected 11.67, but PJ Walker was <laughs> like, and and even with with Darnold, I mean, there's not been a receiver. I mean, it's very pedestrian numbers after those first three or four weeks for for DJ Moore. When as DJ Moore goes, the Panthers go. Like the Panthers have lost uh, four out of the last five games, and DJ Moore has gotten less than ten points four out of the last five games. It's it, it's you know I think these receivers that that Camacho is putting together uh, on a normal week is it, are bad, and having Cordell Patterson, who before the season we thought wasn't even a running back. And J.D. McKissick starting a running back is like, okay. Like yeah, this team has been hot. No, no. Patterson's been way better. Cord Pat has been like an amazing pickup. Probably pickup of the year. Um, well, I mean, I guess he was drafted. He drafted him. So, uh, but it, it, he's been league, an amazing okay. draft pick. Just one of the best draft picks of the year, for if not the best draft picks of the year. Uh, but you know, he let go of his defense. He kind of, he's stringing it together still. Um, he's got these receivers who are kind of poor, you know, it's a first place team. So, you know, Prescott and Rogers are a big part of that. If he was to lose either one of them at any time, uh, this becomes a pedestrian team. But uh, again, we're, He's winning this week. We think he's going to be eight and two. We think he's going to hold on to first place. So maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but we both agree on this one as well. Let's go on to uh, Disco Lemonade versus the Fupa Slayer. This one's taking a turn. Uh, you know, pretty big here. Disco Lemonade minus 11 and a half. Tell me what you think of it now. Uh, you know, it's. Take it. Why? Why do you say it's taking a turn? No, Kamara, and uh, oh. and it looks oh, like okay. Yeah, that would have been a lot easier win for Disco. Yes, yes. and Dearness no Chub means Dearness Johnson steps in as the number one guy. You know Dearness Johnson. Uh, you've been there. Uh, so yeah. Fupa Slayer is looking like no. a formidable opponent now, especially at is, the is formidable. Um, but the biggest thing is hurting him is Josh Allen's coming back. I think Josh Allen will do well at the Jets, but I just don't, I hate 
the same quarterbacks in the game, Josh Allen and Mike White in the same game for Josh, for Fupa Slayer. I feel like one will do well. I don't think both will do well. You know, like I think Josh Allen will, but I don't think Mike White will get enough garbage time for him to do really well. (laughs) Tyree kill for him at Las Vegas. Pretty good. Davante Smith at Denver, not Tyler Lockett. Okay. I'm going to say okay for him. I just, I just don't think he overcomes Disco Eliminates, Matthew Stafford and Cup um, connection at San Francisco, especially with the addition of uh, OBJ. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence at Indianapolis will get more garbage time than Mike White will. I think that Mike Williams finally hit hits for Disco Eliminates as as he's been putting it out there in the universe so much, and Ty Johnson will get enough because there's so, uh, there's so many injuries in Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. Um, yes, Drew Ernest Johnson, like you're saying, is a great filler for Nick Chubb. Oh, but, great. But it's at New England. That's not where you want to be a filler. That is not where you want to be a filler. So I mean, they're streaking right now. They're doing really well. And New England knows how to, how, how to get on a roll. So Stefanski's offense, though, like – they lost OBJ, not like that was a big loss. Okay. But what's their what's the Cleveland Browns game plan? Like the the Browns game plan? The Browns game it, plan week. You know week what the, Brown, like, the Browns run game the ball. plan is gonna be like run the ball and if it gets stuffed, we're gonna play action. Oh fuck! Fucking Baker got rocked in his fucking shoulders in his mouth and we're shitting bricks and now fucking Case Keenum. Oh, fuck! Yeah, that is the Cleveland Browns game plan. So, good luck. I've seen that game plan year in and year out. Trust me. It's a turd. So, (laughs) I'm waiting for it. All right. Okay. Um, So, who are you picking this week? With the 11 Taking disco. You're taking disco minus eleven. So takes it. Yeah, I'm taking and disco. Disco, regardless, it's wow. two. It's two cup, one mouth for Fupa. So here's the most interesting part of this matchup, to me, is okay. So you got Mike White, right? And I know we fuck around, joke around, group chat, and talking, being like, "Who's Mike White?" I have no idea. Marcus White, White <laughs> whatever. Who is that guy? But people are like chanting his name when he comes to the locker room, like Zach Wilson's getting uncomfortable, even though he says Mike White's his best friend. Uh, Mike White is the starter this week. And if he like comes out and beats Buffalo, he's probably the starter next week. Um, Buffalo gives up is like, we are in our 10th week. Okay. Buffalo is the it gives up the lowest points to quarterbacks in the NFL. Like fancy wise. So uh, that 18.85 is super susceptible. Like for Mike White. I mean, like I know he had a really good week two weeks ago and last week he got injured. And before he got injured, he looked like he was okay. So what we've seen of Mike White 
uh, thus far has been like pretty decent. All right. Five touchdowns, four picks, you know, almost 700 yards. Like it's, it's decent. I just don't think Mike White is built for the long game. And I just don't think that this is his week to come out and score like a ton of points. Um, and nor do I think Josh Allen is the same way. I, I just don't think it is. Um, and what we've talked about week after week after week is the fact that an important factor in match in these matchups is having that Monday night hammer. And if it comes down to Monday night and we're talking about like Fupa being up by 20 points, let's just say he's up by 20 points going into Monday night and it's Stafford cup, uh, you know, to, to finish it out versus Leonard Floyd. I, I, I got to take disco lemonade. I got to take disco lemonade. And I know Disco Lemonade is missing Kamara. And, uh, you know, he's having some receiver issues. And on the other side, you know, Dearness Johnson gets England and all this, all this sort of stuff. Everything's kind of happening in Fupa's, Fupa's way. I just think uh, a team that's six and three and has had consistency over the year and, uh, you know, has the best receiver right now and MVP candidate in Stafford. Uh, Lawrence against Indianapolis and whatnot. Uh, if you compare defenses, I, I, I think Neil's defense is just fine. Uh, I, I, obviously, Fupa's missing a DB. I'm going to take Disco Lemonade minus 11 and a half as well. And that, I hate it. It sucks. Uh, it's not what I want to see, obviously, because I'm competing you know, for a playoff spot. I do not want to see uh, Disco Lemonade rise in the standings. But... Uh, He's a good team, and and I I want to say that I'm not discrediting. I do not want to discredit anybody's defense by not mentioning it. It's merely a time thing right now because we've kind of uh, elaborated on a lot of other things, and uh, I might even start off with some deep people's defenses if that if that's the case, just because there are some great defenses out there, and I do not want in any way to discredit our great IDP league. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking it. Part of the thing is Kenyon Drake projected 5.91. And I know we've seen some absence of Josh Jacobs, but his past three weeks, uh, you know, excluding the buy 20.3, 15.4, 13 points. He's got a touchdown in two or three. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, three of the three. So he's got a touchdown every week. And this is a guy who is really concentrated in the pass game. Um, you know, he's only had more than four rushes once, and that was without Josh Jacobs. And I mean, it, when you're playing Kansas City, I I would assume that Kansas City's offense – I will assume that Kansas City's offense is going to come and play every week for the rest of the season no matter what happens. I will assume that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league every week for the rest of the year no matter what happens. That's just what's going to ha- – that's how I'm going to feel. So if you are having a receiving running back in a game against Kansas City on a Sunday night, 
I like Drake. I think Drake's good uh, in a good spot here. So again, we I'm just reiterating, we're taking Disco Lemonade as a team. Have we disagreed on anything yet? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Yeah, I think we've been in uh, in cahoots on pretty much everything here. Let's go to Eternal Touchdown versus Cycle Polar Bears. This is a height. This is like really heated. This is a heated matchup. Let's talk about like, and I know this is probably something you don't want to talk about, but let's talk about like shit talking in fantasy football. Do you think there's lines that can be crossed there? I think there are always lines that can be crossed. Okay. Uh, no matter where you're at. I mean, I've definitely been one of those people that have crossed a lot of lines um, mm-hmm. just because I can get very passionate about things, whether it can be about fantasy football or other things. Um, but I always want to say that, like, I love everybody and I hope that they love me because anybody that knows me personally knows that no matter what I say, I still love them mm-hmm. because. I love and know people from all sorts of backgrounds and uh, ethnicities, races, uh, genders, uh, uh, you know, whatever it may be. So, and from all sorts of um, parts of my life. So it's like one of those things that like, while sometimes some people may hear what I say and it comes across one way, I always want people to know that I love them. And whether it's like, a fantasy football thing or something like that. It's just like, we've all been in this league for a long time and we don't want anybody to ever feel that they're being personally attacked or anything like that. It's, this is, this is literally like a uh, monopoly risk management game that we are just kind of like kind of poke fun at each other about like, Oh, you bought fucking park place and it sucks this year you know, whatever, like, you know, it's, that's like, that's, that's the root, like it's, it, that's really all it is. So it's just kind of every year it's one thing or another. And at the end of the day, it's, it's something that keeps us all together. And that's what it should, that's what it should still be is keeping us together. Absolutely. And I agree with that. So here's my take on it. And, and the, the thing is, you know, a lot of times when it comes to fancy football or any competition for that matter, when you feel cornered, when you feel like multiple people are against you, or you feel like multiple people, like you're by yourself and you're fighting off multiple people, you start to uh, lash out and attack people, whether it be personally or, or whatever. And you just need to have this confirmation of, you know, you being on top. And yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I've had, you know, spats. I mean, we've all had spats in fantasy football where it's like, you know, this person's be shit or whatever. But as long as it's all fantasy football, as long as the whole conversation is about your fantasy football team, your football team, your strategy, whatever, if I talk shit about it or whatever, if I disparage it, it's fine. As long as it's kept within those barriers then everything's fair game everything's fair game what we put out there what we do on a yearly basis our production the effort that you've put in um, is is able to be analyzed and able to be judged by everybody around you if 
you don't win a championship, then you are putting your time. I mean, the, the you play the game. You are. People can make fun of you for that. If you lose every week for the first eight weeks, first nine weeks, people are going to attack you. There's no line. Nobody's going to protect you. You lost the first nine weeks. If you are two and seven for the first weeks, that there is no defense for that. You can't say, well, this happened or this happened. Like you're two and seven. We're playing a game. Nothing matters outside this game. I'm going to talk shit to you about this game and nothing else. There's nothing right. else that matters. Well, let's, but, let's but that's no, no, no. That's what I, I want to get this across because I think that the, there's a lot of people who take outside things and bring them into fantasy football yeah, or take fantasy football part. and bring them out. This is all about fantasy football. This podcast all is mostly about all about fantasy football, and we, we need to keep it there. I think. So let's get back. Let's get back to it. Okay, that's fine. What do you think about this matchup? Eternal touchdown, you cycle polar bears. Eternal touchdowns got everything rolling in the bag with his quarterbacks. Justin Herbert versus Minnesota and Russell Wilson at Green Bay. If Russell Wilson does not have a huge day at Green Bay, Justin Herbert, I mean, he is usually money in the bag, but... If he's not, that's going to be a very, very big problem for a touchdown this week. Because while this may have been a check mark in his book earlier this week, Xavier Howard on uh, a unicycle polar bears defense made a very big difference for that because he has a very big opportunistic defense on his uh, for unicycle polar bears and if another one or two of them hit that's going to be spell big trouble for fucking eternal touchdown while tyler heineke is not the best case scenario for unicycle polar bears to win he could get a great amount of fucking garbage time versus tim bay who, who will be chasing a lot of points and he has shown that he can do that before so you go. You follow along with. Okay, Jacoby Brissett didn't have a great day, but neither did Marquise Brown for um, internal touchdown. Keen Keen Allen versus Minnesota again. You have uh, Justin. Uh, what's it called? You have Justin Herbert for the stack and jack. Yes, that can be great, but if it's not, all of a sudden you're fucked. DK Metcalf at Green Bay again with Russell Wilson, another stack and jack. That's a double down. If either one of them fail or both of them fail, all of a sudden you're fucked. There, uh, if you start seeing what I'm saying, you're going down the rabbit hole here for return, for eternal touchdown. I feel like a bit of his uh, preconceived confidence earlier in the week is going to fuck him. I'm going to take a unicycle polar bears, even though he's on vacation. Really? Yeah. I mean, with the points, huh? Yeah, with the points. James Conner, Don uh, People-Jones, I think both are going to score multiple touchdowns. So I I like the People's jones pickup. I I think that 
people's Jones and Gage filling into those wide receiver spots, they're going to be featured a lot. And I feel like, you know, if those were waiver wire fodder right now, I would absolutely have picked them over Nicole Harbin this last week. Now, what I will say is that we picked eternal touchdown as the top team in the preseason. Race. What is the uh, game of the week this week? Uh, game of the week, game of the week. I couldn't remember. Uh, Sorry. I meant to ask. I want to say it's, I want to say it's notorious this week. Uh, we'll see. I mean, a lot of game game of, the of the week, game of the week is very, um, how do you say subjective? I mean, like, you know, it's just, like, what do you mean? Right. Uh, like, oh, it's, yeah, it's Chase for standing. I mean, it's one versus two, and they're very closely, uh, you know. Oh, makes sense. Okay. Right. right. Yeah, sorry. No, what I'm, I'm saying is it's very subjective. Like, yeah, you know, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. Um, so, yeah, no, we picked uh, Charles Hushan to be, you know, number one preseason, and he hasn't really changed much. I mean, since that trade for Mahomes, Herbert to Allen, Wilson to Metcalf pretty much carries his team. Now he's added Pitts, which I feel like was a good trade, but he kind of settled. Um, but he got a good thing out of Garoppolo. I mean, that's that's trading one-on-one. You know, Garoppolo, I feel like, has a time limit. Flip him to somebody for a position that you need, and he got Pitts, which is a good, good spot. Um, his obvious weakness is running back. And, um, you know, I think this week Ingram and Mitchell are going to do obviously better than, than Connor and Gaskin. Uh, the spread this week on this game is uh, 19 and a half. So we're talking about 20 points. Um, I'm going to take a total touchdown. And the reasoning is because it, we're doing this a day late. When you got a quarterback that under underplays by twelve, a wide or a running back that underplays by six, a kicker that underplays by seven and a half, and even though you have Xavier Howard, who's probably going to have one of the better you know defensive weeks in the NFL, uh, it's hard to come back. There's a lot of people. If you have a quarterback, running back, a kicker, and a defensive player score thirty-five, that's not good. That's just not good. Um, and I know Xavier Howard held up a disastrous week for the rest of it, but it's just not good. And so, um, you know, when you're facing a team that is pretty much at full strength, I mean, Clay's team is pretty much at full strength. He's, he's missing his second Herbert, but, uh, it's a, it's a tough matchup. I'm going to take Clay with the points. I think he's going to be six, four after this week. And, uh, and I think he wins by more than 20. So let's go on to the next matchup. Um, the Maestro Rutherford B. Hayes. This is interesting. Okay, we're, we're talking about week 10. We're talking about 0 and 19. What do you think? This is, this is rough. This is not one of these situations where I feel like Maestro has, you know, made a lot of moves, done what he's what he can do and it's just it's just I'm a situation of bad matchups for both his team and who he's going up against because for the maestro he's got Baker Mayfield and Trevor Simeon which he patched together great job 
but Baker Mayfield's at New England, Trevor Simeon's at Tennessee. Two of the worst places you could possibly want your quarterbacks to be at, especially if they're already like fragile, like carry me in a hand basket and don't drop me out break kind of guys. So like not a great start. Um, Rutherford B. Hayes, meanwhile, has Teddy Bridgewater versus Philadelphia. Not a great matchup, but okay. And David Carr versus Kansas City, which either they'll kill them because their defense is terrible or they'll be catching up all day. It doesn't matter. You have a great matchup there. So Rutherford B. Hayes has a huge head start there. Maestro, Adam Thielen, A.J. Green, T.Y. Uh, Hilton. All great names like a couple years ago. Adam Thielen's still good, but like I just don't expect them to do better than Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, or Hunter Redfo. I just really don't. Especially with the stacking jack for Dave Carter, Renfro, and now Ruggs is gone. I just everything's leaning Rutherford B. Hayes so far. Yes, Maestro has Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott and Adrian Peterson. I'm very sorry you lost. Derrick Henry is very rough. That is a, uh, you know, it's one of those things that somebody has to deal with every year uh, in fantasy football. Um, but going up against a, not a Nick Chubb, I assume he'll be replacing him, uh, but he will have uh, Christian McCaffrey. He will be placing him with Chubba, probably. So everything is laying rather for age, regardless of the Nick Chubb, or um, removal. I think Kelsey at uh, Las Vegas will do plenty for him to replace that. And the rest of his defense by Wagner, Holcomb, probably fill in. So Rutherford Hage run, runs away with this one. And I apologize, Maestro. It's going to be a double digit loss season for you. Yeah. The uh, projection here on this one is uh, 36 and a half. Oh man, yeah, it's not it, it it's not something you want to see. Um, ready now. Now, running back wise, it makes it a little bit more interesting because yeah, like what's he gonna do at running back? He's not gonna drop PJ Walker. He's not gonna drop Hubbard or Harris. Um, so that does drop him down eighteen points. Um you know, from the, from the whole Chubb thing, which makes me start to think like things start to churn, like, okay, now Maestro, if he can put together some points, I mean, Peterson looked good last week. Goddard is like one of the most featured people against Denver, you know, who's been susceptible against the tight end. Uh, Maestro's put together a decent defense. Um, This could be a week that Maestro comes out and gets a win. Um, You had, uh, you know, his defense slightly underperformed this last week. Uh, so he's projected 175. Um, I honestly, honestly, I, I'm not taking Maestro to win because I don't think he wins. Um, it, it would be easy to just say, oh, yeah, Rutherford Hayes is going to win, period. Let's move on. But I do think Maestro keeps it a little bit closer than, than, Rutherford B. Hayes would like. 
I do think Maestro can come out and put up some points. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins questionable. That means AJ Green might be f- uh, featured a little bit more than normal. Uh, and, and so you have that there. Um, Joey Bosa is questionable. He might not play. If Joey Bosa is unable to play, that increases uh, Kirk Cousins' ability to stay in the pocket and get the ball to Adam Thielen. So Adam Thielen may score more points. Uh, you know, I wish I could say better things about Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield's pretty much been a disaster ever since he's admitted that he was playing injured. Uh, Trevor Simeon did not look good. Uh, well, I mean, he looked decent. He didn't look spectacular last week, but he did put up definite good QB2 numbers um, against Tennessee, who is uh, gives up the most, 11th most fancy points to the QB position. It's a decent spot. I think for 14.75 is kind of modest. Um, I like Maestro to cover. I don't like the win, but I like him to cover. I mean, obviously the other team, Rutherford B. Hayes is a lot more talented, but you know, if I was given a big odds, 20 to 1, 15 to 1, something like that, I would totally take Maestro to win this game. I think that he has all the makings this week to come out and win. Um, and I guess we'll just we'll have to see how it works out, but uh, but good luck, Maestro. I hope I really hope you go 0 and 10 because I can't. I re- agree. I agree. I'm I can't not, recall. I'm not rooting against him. It's just one of those things. Like, like I was putting money down, but like, please win. You know, like we're trying buffer. to. Yeah. 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 Um, we're, you know, we're trying to win pick them. That's it. Otherwise, we'd all be like, you know, go, go, Michael. But can you recall another team that's been zero and ten? I can't. And honestly, this is it's you know it. It's one of those things. Just you know, we should move on and uh, hopefully, <laughs> I, I wish him the best the next year. I mean, he's got, he picked up Cam Newton. He's got Justin Fields. Right now, he's got like four good quarterbacks. Hey, you know what? There's still a lot of football left to play. He could always come, turn it around. He could always turn it around. Like, this around is the week. Around. This is the week. He's made some good moves. I'll yeah. tell him that. He's got Never four blink. quarterbacks. Never blink. Defense wins championships. Uh, let's move into some important matchups here. How about Darth Scott versus Last Man Standing? <sighs> okay. So Kyler Murray looks like he's going to play. He practiced yesterday. Uh, I know that's kind of disappointing for you because it would have been a free win for you had he not come out and played. I don't think it would have been a free win either way. I think it still would have been a tough matchup, but go ahead. I mean, Kyler Murray doesn't play, and you know that's he got Gusecki hit zero. Seven targets, zero catches. He got blanked. That's a tight end. That could happen any week for any tight end. It's not something you want to see, though. It's not. No, it's not something you want to see. It's not ideal, but it's a tight end. It's not a running back or something. So true. Um, Matt Ryan faces Dallas, who I've always thought like, okay, Dallas's defense so susceptible to to the pass and like whatever. Dallas is easy touchdown. 
Right. And so it's like going to be high scoring. It hasn't been like, I know they give up 10th most points to the QB position, but like Dallas's games have not been what I've wanted them to be all year. I want Dallas's games to be shootouts. If you last five games, Matt Ryan's fucking MVP right now. Last five games. It's ridiculous. I wouldn't go that I'm just saying. I'm just saying. On on Halloween, he he threw up a 4.6. If you take out like the first three weeks, Matt Ryan. He threw up 4.6 on Halloween. Okay. I'm just saying. He's playing well. If you want to get face rape by Matt Ryan, play him right now. I don't. Well, you could be. You are playing him. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't want it. I'm saying, I'm like, I, this is me saying no. no. The spread on this is six. So, you know, Gasecki and Baker did him no favors on that six point spread. But the big thing is, like, is Mahomes going to show up to be the Mahomes that you drafted? I mean, the last oh, three yeah. weeks. I've, I've been pulling down that fucking rabbit hole for eight, ten weeks now. How many times has he showed up? Oh, motherfucking one? Yeah. Tell you what. If I don't pull the real Mahomes out, I'm going to punch you in the face. You want to take that bet? No. Yeah, exactly. Neither do I. So he, he hasn't hit 26 points yeah. since yeah. week four. Yeah, That's I f- might as well be punching myself in the nuts. Five Ooh, weeks of words. mediocrity, but you're five and four. Um, and you got Big Ben as well, you know, at that number two slot. Uh, facing Detroit, which is who you want to face uh, at home, which is good. Uh, the only thing I worry about there is the blowout. Um, if, if Detroit does come out and lay an egg and you guys go up by three touchdowns, four touchdowns, they might revert to... Najee Harris or you know whoever in the backfield and that will leave you uh you know kind of wishing that it was a closer game um Godwin is questionable to play uh we don't know if Godwin might show up uh the backup plan uh looks like it's Tim Patrick who's also also questionable to play um so you, you have got a lot of question marks with that at that third wide receiver spot uh, which is not something you want to have. Um, Timmy's going to play. He's fine. Who? Timmy. Tim Patrick. Oh, Tim He's Patrick? Fine. Yeah. Okay. He's fine. All right. So cool. if, if Chris Godwin at the, in Sunday morning, they say he's not going to play, Tim's good to go. Yeah, I guess he he did he did practice on Thursday, so yeah. Tim Patrick looks like he's good to go. Yeah, so you'll have a full lineup, which is good against a team that does not have a full lineup. Now, if he does come out, which he probably will come out and uh, make a move at eleven forty-five on, I would suggest against that, Scott. Yeah, but he he could make this a little bit closer than it is now. Now, if Rogers comes out to play, that makes Adams a lot more scarier than he was prior. And if Murray comes out to play, that makes Christian Kirk a lot more scarier. So a lot of your week pivots on whether those two guys come out to play. I don't think that I don't think there's any pivoting. They're both playing. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm worried about I'm worried about his team in general. They're both gonna play. Yeah. He's at he's at full strength. Fucking Rogers is gonna come back with a Fuck you, I'm immunized, vaccinated, fucking attitude. And he's going to come back and throw like six touchdowns and be a real Oof. dick about it. Yeah. 
really hope um, you're wrong about that, but you know, no, he he really he really is. I apologize, and probably three of them will be Devontae Adams. Mm. It'll be like, oh, watch if I just put the run him around the back side to the left and the right side, then he runs over. Oh, it's just a it's like, oh God, Mike, this is not that difficult to defend. But, you know, you know, defenses are, you know, just got their heads up their asses. So it'll be easy money all day. So Seattle's just going to be fucking like hot knife through butter. So <laughs> that'll be my nightmare all day. Kyler Murray to Christian Kirk will probably money to over, over, over Carolina all day because you know, PJ Walker's fair and turn the ball over at least three or at least four times. How about those um, primetime running backs that he's got there? Oh yeah. Daryl Henderson, Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night. And Josh Jacobs. Yeah. No, I think I, I, scary. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm worried about a lot of it. Like I said, I was, I was saying earlier, Matt Ryan is uh, slowly becoming one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And like Kyler Murray is, is his QB one. So it, it's, it's not, it's not an ideal week to be where I want to be. Right I will now. say that that Hedman's team, that four and five record does not reflect what his team looks like. I mean, Kyler Murray's wow. had. I, I, I didn't even look up there. Yeah. If I would look at his team right now, like, I would think he was way better than four and five because this is an intimidating, intimidating fucking team to play against right now. No, I Instead said I like Mahomes, it. I would need Mahomes to be fucking Mahomes. I would need Roethlisberger to still be throwing in Antonio Brown. I need Debo Samuel to not be covered by Jalen uh, Ramsey. I would need. Deontay Johnson to have Roethlisberger to be still throwing Antonio Brown and him sometimes, and I would need uh, Chris Godwin not be a game time decision. There, there's a lot of things that I prefer to happen on my team. That's what so, I'm saying. Like we're waiting so long for a lot of this stuff to happen, and I just don't. I don't recall. Like tomorrow is going to be a big news day for a lot of fantasy sports, for a lot of fantasy football. It's going to be, you know, people are making moves. I feel like we there's not a lot of moves left in our league, but I feel like a lot of moves are going to be made tomorrow. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I like Hedman's team. I think that the reason Hedman's team is so bad, that the reason they're four and five is defense. And I know people are like, you're a fucking idiot when you say defense wins championships. Like, if you have a good offense, it's great. A lot of people have good offenses. A lot of our league has good offenses. Not a lot of people have good defenses. They don't. Not a lot of people have defense from, from one to six that is, like, scary, where people are like, oh, God. Um, you know, Heaven's defense is nothing. It's nothing. I mean, it's not great. It's weak, in fact. And so you're four and five. You know, you're looking at your offense. Matt Ryan, yeah, Kyler Murray, Devontae Adams, you know, uh, Sutton, he just traded uh, for Sutton. He's got two good running backs, Henderson, Jacobs. Uh, Gasecki's had a good year. Bass is like one of the best kickers. Um, why are you four and five? Well, it's your defense, man. Like, that's it. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to take 
you with the points. I'm going to take Darth Scott with the points. I think, again, like I said, I'm going to assume that the Chiefs are the Chiefs for the rest of the year, no matter what happens. Uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to put up 30-plus points. I think he throws three-plus touchdowns this weekend. I really think he comes out and just makes a statement in Las Vegas in that dome on Sunday night. It's going to be electric. He comes out, throws a bunch of touchdowns, uh, hopefully to Michael Hardman. But, uh, but yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes has a big night for you and, uh, and gets you six and four. So, I, and I feel like you agree, right? I, I do. I mean, I can't, like I've always said, I'm always very confident in myself. I will always tell Take myself unless I have a uh, buy him again. Ah, buy him again. It happens to everybody. Uh, let's go Sex Raptor versus Rumham. It's probably an easy one. The biggest, or one of the biggest. Uh, 39 and a half is the spread. What do you think? Yeah, this is this is going to be a rough one for you. Um, I I do apologize because Robinham is just one of those teams right now that's just streaking and playing well at every position. Jalen Hurts at Denver, which Denver has a great defense, but I think Jalen Hurts just ha- finds a way to rack up points no matter where he is. Carson Wentz is the same same way. Versus Jacksonville, who did well against Buffalo last week. But Carson Wentz always bombs it, no matter how many times he turns it over. will always still put up points for himself. Meanwhile, Sex Raptor with Mac Jones versus, versus Cleveland, which I think will do well, but he never has a time to throw as much as he would want him to. And, of course, you're starting Jordan Love because – uh, your quarterback is on by. Oh, oh that's right. I'm <laughs> I don't so, have any other quarterback. I don't know the quarterback. I'm so sorry. I forgot about your situations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it's a rough week for you. It's, I understand at least you already have five weeks, so you don't have like some sort of immediate threat of being in a maid costume. Um, no, so. I, I don't feel like I'm threatened no and, no you're not no you're not it's like you're so far into the season already in like no i, I feel like i'm gonna make the playoffs and i'm going to go deep in the playoffs and i'm not being facetious when i say that i'll go ahead and say you're gonna lose this week and i would love to hear your uh fantasy tale into this. this is some sort of like three-part token thing or like how how de- how far down the rabbit hole would we go where you think you're getting to the playoffs? I'm just curious. Because we all thought you had the worst team coming out of the draft. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, uh, Rumham, yeah, he has a playoff team, like, going up against anybody is a tough team. And going up against you, it's going to be fucking, uh, like, fucking Teddy Bear into the wood chipper. So, uh, like, w- what were you saying about going to the playoffs? I'm just curious. So, like, Jordan Love's probably not going to play, right? Like, it would take a miracle, and, and I, I'm not saying that people having COVID should be a miracle or is a miracle, but I'm just saying it would take some kind of, in you know, fantasy intervention from the gods. That I'm just saying, wait, one more second. Rumham has a really good team. Jalen Hurts, yes. Carson Wentz, 
with, Jerry Judy and Terry McClellan with Mark with almost Mark no buys. Wide receivers really fucking good. Rock to the notch on running uh, for his running back and Jordan Taylor, uh, Jace, uh fucking Jason Taylor, Jordan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. There's a lot of Jays in there. So they many Jays. True. But a lot I'm of Jays. Saying, this team is really fucking good. Like, this is the best team Trevor's ever fucking had. Really? You think this? I mean, I mean yes. He has good. three number one wide receivers and two number one wide I don't know if, I don't both, know. Both, his, both of his quarterbacks put up regularly over 20 points. Like, it seems really fucking good right now. I'm just saying, I don't, I didn't want to like overpass that just because their team was so bad. I didn't want to like be like, oh, like I'm not gonna talk about the team. I just I just want to do that. I'm just just because your team's in such a like a terrible, like I do you want to go to the bathroom and portal body? And I'm like, no, I don't have to solve it. Oh my god. So like but <laughs> okay. anyways, interesting compared to I'm just no, I mean, you tell me. You, you you're taking. Are you taking Rumham with the points without an anal, analyzation? How many points do you get? Thirty nine and a half. Uh, I'll give you twice that if you give me ten to one odds. And I'll. I, I'm not. I'm not gambling <laughs> right now. I'm just saying, like he's gonna. Yeah, he'll he'll cover it. <laughs> you think he's gonna cover? Okay, interesting. And you have no reason why you just think three one number one receivers and two quarterbacks and Mike Evans. There's no other wide receivers behind him. Terry McLaurin versus Tim Bay is gonna have to catch up all day. He'll do well. Their defense is terrible. Jared Judy, uh, other wide receivers are injured, and they'll do they'll do well trying to catch up against Philly. Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts has been playing well all year. Uh, Najee's getting the, the rock all day, especially against Detroit if they're up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is just fucking number one running back in the league, especially since Derek Henry went down, unfortunately. Um, Mark Jones, like I said, Cleveland, it's, yeah, you're going to do well, but it's not going to be enough. Jordan Love, uh, obviously not Getting anything from him, CD Lamb versus Atlanta, you do well, but it's not gonna be enough. Nicole Hartman, oh my god, can you ever catch the ball? Odell Beckham Jr., he'll catch maybe one touchdown. I'll give him 10 points. Tony Pollard versus Atlanta, uh, backup. Yeah, he'll make catches 11. Okay, whatever. It's still not gonna be enough. Damian Harris versus Cleveland, I'll give him a touchdown, probably 10, but still not gonna catch you up. Zach Hurts, it's not gonna be two touchdowns. I'll give him one. It's not going to be enough for you. I'm taking right man all day. Okay. Uh, it, it's not that I don't agree with you because I, I do agree with you. And I, I picked uh, Rumham in this one. Like if Jordan Love starts, we got a game. And then I make, I make, I might make a few moves. Um, if Jordan Love does not start, then it's like I need some kind of miracle. Now the thing, but the, do you really think Jordan loves starting? I'm, wait, I'm I'm sorry. I was like, like it's I not definitive yet. Like Aaron Rodgers hasn't seen the football He's, field. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and fuck everybody in the mouth in that stadium. I get it, but Aaron Rodgers has not seen the football field since. Oh. Like, Okay, so you almost for almost two weeks. You want to take a bet? No, I don't want to take a bet because I said Aaron Rodgers will probably play. 
I mean, I'm telling you, but if it does, if somehow it doesn't happen tomorrow, that Aaron Rodgers does not play, which I think he will, um, then we've got a matchup. And then it's like, I'm on Sunday, I'm like, woof, like, let's go. Okay, what's your contingency plan? Because he's fucking playing. There's no contingency plan. That's what I'm saying. That's what I tried to go with earlier in the week or earlier in this podcast was like, hey, are any of these QBs that are out there that you could trade for are any of them worth it? And we came to the conclusion that like none of them really are. <laughs> that all of them are, except for like Goff, but Goff is not somebody that I like want as a QB too. All of them are not worth the price that you pay for them. They're not good. And they're they're gonna get you on a week to week basis anywhere from zero to fifteen points. Like that's just how it is. The only way I have a chance this week, the only way is if one of these players, Mac Jones, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Hartman, you know, I don't think it's gonna be Odell, but uh, Pollard, you know, if Harris is okay from concussion, Ertz maybe, and a bunch of defense, like one of them has to like go off. I mean, like have like the week, like the best week of any fancy player, like having three touchdowns or something like that and really carry my offense. And then he has a poor week. Like some people just don't show up, uh, you know, Najee Harris against Detroit, uh, Jonathan Taylor against Jacksonville. Like both those people are scheduled almost 20 points. If they underplay that, somebody gets 10, maybe a touchdown, 30 yards, something like that. Uh, and, and it's just not the game plan. Uh, you know, Jacksonville takes a lead somehow and, and Jonathan Taylor is playing from behind. Naheem Hines plays something like that. Uh, his defense just shits a brick or something. I need some help. You know, there's all kinds of different scenarios that I can think in my head of how I do win. They're just not all probable. Um, I, I just think I probably lose. So I'm going to take Rumham minus 39 and a half. Uh, and I'm, I'm just sitting this week. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's something you have to do. Well, it's a bit of a by McGetting, injure McGetting. I, I get it. You know, it's one of those things. Of you those play things. the cards you're dealt. And, exactly. and exactly. I can't, I, I, I'm not going to see, you know, Brad's two and seven and is willing to sacrifice everything he's got to go out there. He, he has been making, making a lot of moves and plays. And I'm very proud of him for that because we have uh, judged him in the past for being a bit too uh, isolated and stale uh, about his team. And so he has been making a lot of movements. It's just this year there are uh, some very heavy-sided teams that are really good. I mean, I'm just saying, like, go and get Garoppolo when you have Danny Dimes and Joe Burrow. You go get Garoppolo. You trade away like one of the better tight ends in the league to go get Garoppolo, and you don't have another quarterback. Like you're obviously going to lose this week, and then like next week you cut, you get Danny Dimes and Joe Burrow back, and you don't have Pitts. It just seems kind of counter. That's that's what I don't want. That's what I don't want. People have been asking for Lamb all week long. Like, give me Ceedee Lamb, I'll give you a quarterback. Give me some of your defense. I give you a quarterback. Like I don't want to come out and be like, 
Okay, well, I'll give up CeeDee Lamb. Just give me Darius Leonard. It's fine. Yeah, just give me Darius Leonard. Like, I'll give you a quarterback. No, okay. it's fine. No, like, you just give me Darius Leonard. I'll give you whatever bench fodder I have, and you're fine. Right. And so you sit there and you go, and then next week I'm going up against somebody. Is that a deal? <laughs> it's not a deal. It is not a deal. But anyway, you know what I I'm think talking that was about. A verbal agreement. I'll, I'll give you bench fodder for Darius Leonard. I in no oh, yeah. way want any of your bench fodder. Sorry. Yes. Anyway, that's that's pretty much it. We agreed on most of the matchups this week. And this is a very long-winded podcast. Um, but do you have you know, any uh free agent uh pickups that people would like? Free agent p- pickups that people would like. So I've analyzed the free agent wire for a long time this week. Like I spent more time on the free agent wire and like analyzing it uh, than I have in most weeks. Than most people ever spend on it. Well, every I mean, week. I have. I, I've been looking at it this week more than that, most. That's weeks. why I'm like when I ask you, I'm like, who's your third best? Basically, who? Who's I know? I know you're not giving us your first two. You're probably giving us your third best. Who's your third best? No, 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 no. So, like, my first best, obviously, was Mikol, just because it fit my buy schedule and the fact that if the, he never catches the fucking football, he's if, so disappointing. I know, but if the Chiefs are going to play, he's well, the biggest disappointment, disappointment on the best offense ever. If the Chiefs are going to play, thirty well. years ago, apparently, if they're going to recover, just yeah. saying, if they're going to recover, they're going to recover with Mikol Harbour being a part of that. I hope so. But okay, so I'm gonna go with Starvin Marvin. Uh, I feel like if you're talking about rookie quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Mac Jones, these people are are really gonna step it up in the second half of the season, and they're really gonna want some quarterbacks to come out there, and, or I'm sorry, receivers to come out there and, and catch their targets. The number one receiver on Jacksonville. Even though we thought it would be Chark, Chark went out for the season. Uh, Lavisco was probably our number one, two choice. Marvin Jones is probably the guy now, and uh, I know he's tried to get him these past few weeks. He gets his targets, he gets his work. He just hasn't been catching it. Um, Ten, eight, five targets the last three weeks that he's played. Uh, you know the, the results aren't really there, but I feel like in the second half of the season, when Trevor Lawrence gets it together. If that run game uh, stays consistent, Marvin Jones will get his work. And the only reason I didn't pick him up is because I feel like more explosive weeks can come from Nicole Hardman than Marvin Jones. But I feel like Marvin Jones can be more consistent for you on a week-to-week basis. Fair enough. I like it. I like it. Marvin Jones. Uh, my free agent pickup for the week is going actually going to be a, another – Jet and my free agent pickup from last week was actually picked up. This week it's going to be Ty Johnson, the running back who has gotten double digit points last four weeks in a row. And I know lots of people, including myself, have started running backs who have less than a double digit point week. So anybody out there that's questioning their running back two or even their running back one this week due to injury by week or whatever it may be, that may be a running back pickup that is money in the bank that could also help you 
be in the playoffs instead of in the crap hole because nobody wants to be in the right and it's interesting it's interesting because ty johnson is he's taking a backseat to michael carter like a pretty big backseat to michael carter but when it comes to the pass game when it comes to later on in these games they're you know inevitably behind in most of these games uh, like, Jets? No. Yeah, Ty Johnson really comes into play. I mean, he's only gotten four rushes, four or five rushes in all four of these weeks. They scored double digit points. So you know he's catching the ball. Uh, so, yeah, Ty Johnson. That's a good pick. All right, guys. That's just about it. We don't really have anything else for you. I know we're late on this podcast this week. Uh, I never told you what I was drinking, but I am drinking a um, a wave from Popsitos. The wave got it to go, so drinking it here at home. Um, it's a wave margarita. It's a wave. I've never had a wave. The wave is a mixture of sangria and margarita um, from Popsitos. Oh, it's delicious. Man. One of the best margaritas I've ever had. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, hey Scott, thanks for showing up on a Friday evening. I know. Um, You've been a busy man lately with your new job, so thank you for spending some time no, with me. Th- thank you, man. This has been great. I'd lo- I'd love every minute of it. This is, yeah. uh, you know, I want to I want to get the word out about about our thoughts about fantasy football. I think it's important. It is. Yeah, I think it is important, and uh, and I'm glad people can hear what we think, even if right or wrong. I'm glad people can hear what we think. Uh, All right. We're right. Yeah, we're right. You're we're right. right. All right, man. Well, uh, good luck this week. Uh, It's going to be a long weekend for at least one of us, and uh, uh, we will reconvene next week. Hopefully, on Thursday, we can get we can get together and uh, and talk about our our week eleven picks. But uh, anything else you got to say before we go? No, just good luck this week, every week, and I hope everybody a good football Sunday, Monday, and. Going into the playoffs, I can't wait. We're going into, we're getting into real football soon. We're getting into winter football. This is getting fun. This is getting fun. Are you excited? I am excited. This is still like five or six weeks away from the playoffs. Oh, let's wow. slow your roll. Slow your roll. Oh, I'm getting ready. <laughs> All right, you have a good all right, all right. Yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. See you. Yeah.